right, Snow Jobs Nation, here we go with a special manufacturer product profile episode. As always, I am Steve. I'm talking to the juice box guy. That's right. And you know who I'm joined by? The one, the only, the Chuck Norris of snow, Snowby One Kenobi, the Taylor Swift of snow. How many names we got now, Jay? We got a lot, uh, right? A lot, yeah, yeah. But he will always be the Rick James of snow management. I'm one of the baddest motherfuckers of all time. <laughs> one of the best singers and one of the best looking motherfuckers you've ever seen. Hold my drink, bitch. Mr. <laughs> Jeremy Lindstrom. What's up, Jay? Uh, just another day in paradise. No snow yeah. out here. So. No snow. Pushing corn? Uh, Yeah, so we got one more day of that and we should be finished, so. There we go. Well, you know, today's a big deal. Today, we are welcoming back Mr. Craig Sandman of Hilltip North America. He's back. We haven't talked to Craig since last May. Wanted to get him back on to tell us what he's been up to, hear what's new coming down the pike from Hilltip, basically just, you know, how they've been doing the last year. And, you know, they've been – you're seeing more and more Hilltips out there, that's for sure, so that's a good thing. But, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, so, you know, you know what's funny is Craig is always on the move, and he's super hard to pin him down. You know, but we do have him here today with us, so we're going to get right into it before he has to fly away again. Craig, welcome back, brother. How you doing? All day awesome, boys. All Good day awesome. All day awesome. <laughs> no jobs podcast nation, baby. That's it. Oh, That's yeah. it. So Jordan Smith said we should compare your frequent flyer card to his because he says that he travels so much, and he says you, you smoke them with your travel. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, well, you know, everything's relative, but, you know, if you if you look up the term global domination in the dictionary, baby, my my picture's right there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there it is. There it is. So tell us, I mean, what have you been up to the last year? What's Hilltip doing? Hilltip North America? You guys are crushing it out there, right? Dude, I tell you what, it's very hard to keep up with us uh, in a day's time with all the stuff we've got going on. I mean, last year, um, towards the end of 2022, we bought a company in Indiana. So we're officially here in North America, building uh, uh, building our products, warehousing our products here. So the first American-made products rolled off the line this year, baby. That's awesome. Yeah. Nice. Yep. So, but uh, no, it's uh, we've just been trying to, um, you know, get our arms around uh, uh, putting in a new facility up there, uh, out into our workforce, just trying to, you know, as you mentioned, um, Hilltip seemingly this year is a little bit more of a household name than it was, you know, when we started, obviously. Uh, and that's just, we, it's just been rolling. I mean, we've had, uh, we've had some very good years back to back with this. Good stuff. for you guys. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. ah, the better product should win. That's, it's very simple in my mind anyway. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, you guys know in this business, it, you know, it just takes uh, the proof is in the pudding. You know, what I mean, it takes a little time for concepts to 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 be accepted for guys like, you know, quite frankly, like Jeremy to, to kind of grab it and run with it and see, you know, see how it works. And, uh, you know, and then guys to kind of come around to that way of thinking. So but yeah, um, yeah it's, I mean, it's yeah, it's been really good. Well, if you that. can impress Jeremy Lindstrom with it. Then uh, you know that that's. I mean, you're right. The proof is in the pudding there because, like, we always say, like Taylor Swift is the Jeremy Lindstrom of pop music. You know, yeah. like Jer if Jeremy likes it, oh, and Jeremy's okay. impressed by it. It's it's gonna be good. I think. I think the biggest issue here, breaking into the snow market, is the established norms of the Douglas Dynamics stuff. The you know salt dogs, whatever, whatever's out there. When something new comes to market, you need. You need to have somebody that says, holy guys, this is different and he needs to have a voice. And I think that's where, you know, you guys fit with Jeremy really well. Yeah, I mean, I agree with that. And, and to kind of, you know, echo that sentiment a bit, you know, I've been in this business going on 32 odd years and, you know, I've kind of seen it all and sold it all. And, and really the, the challenges that we run into is just about, again, embracing different concepts, you know. And when you start to view your business as every business owner should from, I hate to say this, but from a holistic accounting perspective, you know, like, okay, mm -hmm. what's it cost you guys to hire a driver, buy a truck, pay the insurance for the driver, pay the insurance for the truck, pay for the machine, pay for the salt, pay for the insurance, the, the, the workman's comp insurance or the business insurance to do the job. And then you go to a site and you don't even know what you're doing. I mean, as far as yep. your yeah. total time and material, I mean, it's kind of a head scratcher. So mm -hmm. just trying to convince people that, you know, hey, look, if you start looking 
that all of the costs from a total perspective that go into running your business and then, okay, let's examine if we have the tool, which you would in a hill tip to, to look at that cost and then to verifiably be able to cut that cost. You know, I mean, that's really where I think guys are going to gain the benefit of uh, more, you know, for the profit, of course, but efficiencies is uh, side of things, you know, kind of coupled with that, you know, when we came to shore, you know, the two main pillars of what we do uh, as it relates to making your lives better from a contractor perspective is obviously the use of tech and automation. But then it's also liquid plays very heavily into that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're not talking like, you know, liquids have been around for 30, 40 years. I mean, let, let's be honest. But I find that this day we still have a lot of guys that have really apprehension about it don't know about it, don't understand how to apply it or bill for it and all of these things. And so I always kind of boil that down to the lowest common denominator. I'm like, look, your customers don't tell you guys what application rates you should have to treat their properties. So whatever tool you have in the box that makes that more effective and efficient, uh, and then quite frankly, more profitable, who cares? You know, the customer has what they want, which is a clean lot. Amen. And using our stuff, you know, you have an understanding of what it took to do that. So, and in the age of everything needs to be documented for legal purposes, it doesn't hurt either. Yeah. Well, I, I don't want to sound like, you know, Debbie Downer here, but when, when you get into a situation, right, we, it, it's, it's the world we live in, Yeah. you know, you have mm-hmm. people showing up at retail spaces, it's winter, you pick the dumb shoe to wear that day and you weren't talking <laughs> <Sletos. to> <laughs> Yeah, that you park near a snow drift. What do you think is going to happen? But yeah. to protect yourself, yeah, that documentation is priceless. And I, I say this to a lot of guys who have, or, you know, they're considering the move over, but are a little, little he- hesitant because of whatever cost factor. I'm like, look, if this thing keeps you out of one lawsuit, over the next five to 10 years. Oh, paid for itself. It mm-hmm. paid for numerous right times. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> numerous. So, right. So it, it's just the, you know, it's the way of the world. You know what I mean? So it is, unfortunately. So but, uh, highlights, you know, what, what were the big moments of 2023, 24 for you guys that we don't know about? Yeah. So um, the, the, the thing that I'm absolutely most proud of uh, to date in our tenure here. As I mentioned earlier, uh, the first American-made hilltip machines rolled off the line this year and, and were in play this year. And that was our line of uh, high-flow electric sprayers. And really, this is a nice departure for hilltip versus what kind of people knew us for when we came to shore. Meaning that, you know, this equipment, you're talking about sprayers that go from 500 gallons up to 3,250 gallons. I mean, that's some serious friggin' liquid there, boys. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. And these are all electric units. So you can buy them in 12 volt or 24 volt. So what that means for application rates is you're talking about 20 gallons a minute on the 12 volt setups and 40 gallons a minute on the 24 volt stuff. Wow. I mean, okay. so you kind of contextualize this a bit, right? So in the space, you're looking at the, 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 you know, the sprayer manufacturers, you know, there's basically three ways that you can get that material to the ground. One is going to be the gasoline uh, driven stuff, obviously mm-hmm. pony motors, if you will. The second is going to be hydraulics. And then, you know, third, obviously, is going to be the electric. Well, you know, every asset there has got its liability. But when you kind of contextualize these machines against those choices, you know, if you're running a gas unit, then you have to deal with all of the starter issues, the clutch issues, the running out of gas issues. You know what I mean? And then, unfortunately, in some markets, you actually have to take that machine to a different dealer because the person who sold to the sprayer isn't authorized <laughs> yes. to work on the unit. So that, that would be a liability there. The hydraulic stuff, you know, is great. I mean, it's very dependable stuff, but in the scheme of things that typically demands a much larger truck, which is a more investment. And it also involves a central hydraulic system, which in and of itself is exorbitantly expensive. Yep. If, especially if you add data collection to it. And although those systems are usually fairly reliable, um, when you have an issue with them, it's very difficult. It's not like your guys in your shop are working on that. You're taking that to a specialist. Mm-hmm. Then you you enter where we sit, which is that sweet spot of electric. I mean, every everybody can pretty much do plug and play Deutsch connectors, take uh, you know a hot in the ground off of a off of a motor, for example. You know, and and I hate to say this, but when you, when you look against the landscape of what we're doing in the industry, you know, you've got something that is at the at the tip of the spear when you talk about green initiatives, right? We're not using, 
you know, we're not using gasoline and you don't have that exhaust. You're not using, you know, it's the safety issue of having hot oil flowing through valves, potentially in a cab. It's quiet. It's easy to maintain. And, you know, for the output that these things will give you, I mean, at the speeds in which you're going to be applying, I mean, it, it's going to rival what, what, what some of these hydraulic units can do. So mm-hmm. very, you know, it's something to really look at, especially, you know, if, if you're transitioning more into the liquid application and, you know, as I mentioned earlier, guys that embrace that now, I tell you, they're going to be ahead of the curve when yeah. the government starts squeezing you. You yeah. know what I mean? And, and that might even be an additional like ability to sell point that it's an ele- like for the ultra green customers that want. Okay, we we don't want salt. We don't. We want a lesser salt footprint. We're going to ask you to do liquids. Well, we can do even better than our other competitor that does liquids because we have electric sprayers. So we're not using any carbon, you know, we're not using any fuel that, you know, you could tweak that to, to use that as a sales point too to separate yourself. So, but I wait, like there's more. Go, 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 <laughs> baby, go. <laughs> you know, with the high flow electric sprayers, baby, you, you get the two-way tracking and control with that, right? You nice. get the strike smart with the ground speed control. So these things are as automated as our spreader units are. And here's the other thing that I really like to drive home about the high-flow electric sprayers, even maybe more so than a combination unit. Consider this just for a minute, okay? We're out running around all winter long. We're spraying calcium chloride, right? No, no problem. Anti-icing all day, baby. Well, like where Jeremy's at uh, for dust control, same stuff. Same stuff, just the, 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 the percent of salinity is higher. Mm-hmm. So if somebody buys a high-flow electric sprayer with the intention of anti-icing in particular, as soon as the winter's over, clean that baby out, man. Now you go spray pesticides, fire retardants, weed control, whatever you want. So you're going to get 12 months of use out of this unit. You know what I mean? Yep. And with with the again with the H track and the uh, you know with the strike smart controller, it's going to tell you everything it's doing. So, but um, so that was you know as I say that that was a major highlight for us this year. We're very very proud of that, um, and um, it's kind of like the inaugural. You know the the maiden voyage, if you will, of the of the North American uh, production line. So, That's awesome. It looked like it looked like a really sweet machine on your videos. So yeah, really looked nice. It's got the same controller as the as the dry boxes, right? Everything's the same. Correct. Yep. Correct. Uh, the only kind of the only difference uh, in it, I mean, it's all looks the same, works the same, acts the same, same functionality, and all that kind of stuff. But you know, behind the curtain, it's going to uh, utilize a little bit different um, operating system than the uh, you know than the uh, the spreaders would so very cool how fast can you spray with it well i mean yeah i mean i get asked that that question a lot and, and i always kind of keep boiling it down to the gpms you know because a lot of guys will say how much can we put down in x space well of course that is totally dependent on how fast you're going you know and then uh, i'll give you an example of a guy who shall remain unnamed i don't want to get any any hate mail here but I had this guy tell me, man, yeah, okay, good looking equipment, good looking equipment, but just not enough application rate and going on and on. And this guy was a notable, notable um, uh, guy in a municipal um, application. And I finally just, you know, said to him politely, I said, well, are you guys commonly in the practice of applying liquids at 60 plus miles an hour? And he goes, well, what do you mean? Well, well who, who does that? I said, dude, I'm telling you, it's 40 gallons a minute. Yeah, a mile is a minute at 60 miles an hour. You ain't doing 60, baby. You know what I mean? If you're doing 20, let's extrapolate that math out a little bit. You know what I'm saying? So uh, that's funny. So, but you know, there's a lot of options that you can buy, Jeremy, to answer that question. I mean, we've got, you can set these up for like three lane spray bar applications. You know what I mean? You can put the 65 foot hose reel on this thing, that's a three quarter inch hose. So it's, you know, if you had, let's say, an average speed that you guys like to, to roll at, or if you had a desired application rate, I can I can figure the math for you. Not a problem. <laughs> so I just knew, I just know that's the question everybody's going to ask since it's electric, you know, because everybody think you know, gas, everything's gas will put on more. But I mean, it sounds like you're putting out some good gallons per minute there with that. Well, and the other key metric I'll tell you, uh, just like in the bulk industry, it, it yeah, it, it all goes back to what is the breaking point, right? I mean, mm-hmm. I, I've been on many lots. Right, here, right around my local area, we had a little skiff the other day. And I mean, these, these municipal guys were friggin' bananas. I mean, the, the roads are like salt flats. 
it's just like, what's the divining point here? What, you know, what is, how much is too much? You know what I mean? Oh. And as I say, when you start getting out with these application rates and starting to look at the data sets that HTRAC is giving you, that's when you start dialing that thing in. You know what I mean? So what you thought was required may not be the case, actually. You know what I mean? So, uh, as I say, we, uh, we, 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 you know, we'll answer those questions basically if guys got, you know, hey, hit me up, say, look, I got a 10,000 square yard, uh, you know, property to do. This is what we want to try to do. You know, what do you recommend? So, you know, we can kind of go from there. So, so let's just say a guy wants to do like, uh, dust control with it in the off season. You just have different nozzles you can buy for them or what, or how do you get it? Cause well, actually the neat thing about the, um, uh, the HFE series is all of those nozzles are, are manufactured in house by Hilltip. So, mm -hmm. but that isn't to say, for example, um, you know, we've got CNC capability inside that, you know, we can, we can just about make anything you need. If, 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 as we get down that path and we start to talk to customers that have a little bit more specific application or, higher application rates. I mean, we can look at just about anything. That's not, not, not a big deal. So nice. Cool. Yeah. So, but you uh, guys came out, didn't you come out with like a hydraulic drop spreader this year too? We did. We did. This guy, man, he's like my silent little seller here. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. he, <laughs> uh, I pay oh, attention. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 No, it's, yeah, the uh, the drop spreader series, ironically enough, we, we had had that in Europe for a, a long time. And, you know, and, and you guys could probably tell me better than I can tell you, but it seems like more and more contractors have dedicated teams that are doing the sidewalks and the bike paths and the walkways and that. Yep. And mm -hmm. uh, we had a couple of fellas ask us all it on the European side. Hey, man, what about this? And, you know, we sold a few and lo and behold, it's just like open the floodgates, man. You know, I mean, we had call after call of, of people looking for the drop spreader predominantly because they don't want the bounce off of a spinner. You know yep. what I mean? hundred percent. And um, what's I, what's unique about this spreader um, is it's all hydraulic, right? So it's running off of the hydraulics of the V of the unit that's running it. So that's cool. But this is the only spreader actually that does not come standard with the strike smart controller or the H track. Uh, because they're self-loading. I mean, basically, you're hooking them up, and you know, you're you're scooping up a, a load of salt, and off you go. Certainly, you can you can retrofit those control systems to it. But um, but yeah, these things. I mean, there's we we offer two sizes, and, and and I mean, again, you guys can tell me better than I can tell you. But the um, the, the smallest size is 35 inches wide. The bigger size is 47. And That's you start perfect. talking about like that 18 cubic foot monster we have. Man, that damn thing's 2,400 pounds of salt. I mean, that's a yard yeah. or more of salt. Yeah. In, in yeah. Drop spreader, <laughs> you know, so I start to think about that. I'm thinking, holy cow, man, you got to be doing a lot of sidewalks for that, for, for that amount of material. You do. But, uh, yeah. But it's no, really that's, uh, yeah, those, those things, uh, we, we brought them in and, you know, it's like everything else, you know, just as soon as you start stockpiling those things, just fully loaded with all of the controllers and all of the cool attachments and stuff, then you'll get calls. Well, hey, I just just want the spreader. I don't want. <laughs> so, yeah, hey, man, we'll, we'll sell it to you any way you want to want to buy it. But uh, yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah, now anyway. those those are designed and correct me if I'm wrong because I'm not. The hydraulic ones are basically for like a Jeremy application where he's got a lot of the smaller tractors. Those yeah, hook right so, into the hydraulics on the tractors. Yeah, hydraulic uh, right on a tractor. Uh, if you had, let's say, a, a sidewalk style machine like a multi-hog type deal, if they had that attachment to it, gotcha. Uh, steers, you know, that kind of thing. And cool. ironically enough, I mean, this is very similar uh, but different, obviously, in, in, in function to some of the other products that we actually offer for um, that type of equipment. So we have, you know, in, in this year, one of the one of the things that we're going to be launching kind of peel behind the curtain this year is uh <laughs> the tractor plow utv plow and, and, and light duty up to half ton basically nice. or ready for prime time baby here in nice. north america but there like the is. tractor plow uh has been awesome i mean we've sell, sold the fire uh thing for the last basically year and a half and the nicest thing about that is it does work right off the hydraulics of, of the tractor you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Mm -hmm. So like in Jeremy's case where he's running these John Deere's, there's nothing preventing him from 
literally dropping his brooms that he uses that are hydraulic from us and picking up a plow, running it, dropping that, and then picking up a drop spreader and running that. You know what I mean? So, um, you know, those tractors, as, as I say, in Europe, it's, and it's really uh, interesting since I've worked for these guys in Europe, they use a lot of that stuff because a yes. lot of contractors do not have F-550s and 5500s and all. I mean, mm-hmm. those are like gear right. over there. And so a lot of guys are using those, those systems for that. And you, if you kind of think about that, I, I really don't know too many contractors here in the U S that don't also have similar equipment. You know what I mean? That maybe they're not fully utilizing maybe because, you know, they don't have the people or maybe because they didn't have equipment for it. But I would encourage everybody, if you have that kind of stuff laying around the shop, look into it. We've got something for it for sure. Very cool. Yeah. I mean, the tractors definitely get used a lot more in Europe and Europe is usually what, what do you, what would you say, Craig, working with a European company now, 10 years, 20 years ahead of us with, with winter (laughs) tech. I mean, I'm I'm not even joking. I'm just, it's just the way it is. I mean, you see what they have over there and you're like, why don't we have this here yet? Yeah. You know, that, that's a great question. And I try to, I I try not to give them too many props. Right. But uh, (laughs) uh, in in certain things that is a hundred percent true. Thousand percent true. Uh, A few other things, you know, we're not as far behind as we we would like to, to think ourselves, but one of the biggest things and and kind of, we hit on this earlier uh, coming to the U S with this brand is just changing the perception that there is a little bit better way of doing something. And then usually there's with most things better, more efficient comes at a little bit of a bigger price tag. And I think that's where a lot of people have hesitation. But uh, for instance, the other day I was talking to a guy at length, he was looking at buying a uh, new excavator with one of those steel wrist type of attachments on it. Mm-hmm. He was really hesitant about it. And I just kind of, I said to him, I said, I've been over there multiple times. And let me tell you, there isn't an excavator in Europe that doesn't have that on it. I mean, you'd be hard pressed to find an excavator that didn't have that attachment. Yeah. He goes like, really? Mm-hmm. I said, dude, again, looking at it from a holistic accounting perspective here, right? I had a guy buy a, one of our stationary brooms with that attachment. And the guy says, I got rid of three guys in my crew. Yeah. You can do everything, everything with the machine. Because the touch in, you know, the things that he was able to do just because the articulation that that attachment gave him. Right. Yeah. And, and, and so, you know, kind of echo that, that initial comment. I mean, I, as far as the tech goes, I don't, uh, in that particular example, maybe not so much, but it's just the onboarding of it, the and, mm-hmm. you know, adapting to it. But certainly in our case, you know, I, I coined that, that thing this year going from the stone age to the space age, you know, literally from where you are in your spreaders today with the conventional technology you have in them today versus using a hill tip. And I, you know, I kind of take that a step further by saying, Hey, you know, here in the U S we're at, you know, space age 1.0 in Europe, they're at space age 3.0. Yep. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. yeah, definitely. We have, we have things yet that we haven't begun to introduce here just because it's baby steps. You know, you have to yeah. kind of, introduce you know here's the new new norm right and now let's spring absolutely off that. so infants can't chew steak gotta start them on gir- on baby food shit. yeah but so so speaking of the future and what's coming then what what is hilta can you let us peek behind the curtain what is hill tip got under the sea uh, coming under the curtain there next year <laughs> oh, yeah. So kind of leading up to uh, the big NTEA show here in a couple of weeks, you know, we're, we are going to introduce, as I mentioned, the, the plows kind of officially make their um, their debut over here. Uh, we're, we're looking at the tractor line, which we've been selling uh, some of uh, the UTV line and then the pickup line. And um, so as we progress with that, uh, we'll springboard into the bigger stuff. But um, the Strike Smart Plus control interface baby santa's oh. coming to town <laughs> so, oh that is nice yeah, yeah. this is so, the uh, this is the jeremy lindstrom special basically the the jeremy lindstrom special hopefully on steroids wow there you go. yeah yep. so that's exciting you know, yeah it is i mean it, it's been you know it's been under development and improvement and testing and all this good stuff and you know, we, we actually introduced it at last year's show. And I think it's actually where Jeremy saw it. 
Yep. And it was it was actually a, a really smart thing to do on our part, I think, because when when folks got to see it, then all of a sudden these suggestions came in about what else they would like to see in this thing. You know what I mean? So it gave us a little time to go back to the drawing board and, and improve some things, some functionality and, uh, and some features that we, th we would find appealing. But um, yeah, so if anybody comes down to the show this year, they're going to see what uh, uh, the tech towers, I'll call it. Uh, you're going to see these things on display with the temp striker um, control sensor uh, with it. That's so, pretty cool. Can you yeah. tell me about that, Craig? Because I, I saw that, but I'm not familiar with the temp striker. Explain that to me. Yeah, so what that is is if you if you upgrade your controller to the StrikeSmart Plus, you're going to get effectively like an 8.7 inch uh, touch screen, and so all of your control same same kind of functionality that you have on the StrikeSmart now, where you'll be able to control your spreader and do all that. But there's the temp striker then is giving you real time um, uh, weather metrics. You know what I mean? I you know, like ground control or I'm sorry, uh, ground temperature. I was hoping that's what it was. That's awesome. Yeah. And then, as part of that controller, uh, you're look where you're, you're going to be able to see uh, real time weather forecasts. So, let's say, for example, I show up at uh, the first stop that Jeremy has me going to, and I go to my my new Strike Smart Plus, and I see my H track. Hey, man, my next site's two miles down the road. Click, I'm going to go down there. Well, now it's showing me the forecast of where I'm going. Nice. And and then, then then give us some some indication of what spreading settings you may want to consider going to for that forecast. You know, it you know it may maybe a deviation of what you had is you know set up for that unit, but it's always going to keep you appraised of real time weather conditions. So that's that's kind of uh, new. I mean, it's it's you don't see that anywhere. No, here. you don't. No, not at so, all. Not even close. I mean, and that's a big deal for guys. I mean, we've heard that just Jeremy and I talking to our little crew, you know, from around the country. Biggest thing this year was pavement temperatures. No, because the, the weather was so weird with, with the when you did get snow, it was all dependent on pavement temps of how quick it was going to accumulate, if it was going to get slick or not. And everybody needed to know pavement temps. And there's really not a lot of available information unless you have some high priced, uh, you know, weather sensing cameras or something. So that's actually... I love that. That's great. Yeah. You know, I mean, one of the, the biggest challenges that, um, or it's not even a challenge, it's, it's, it's something we enjoy doing is being a tech company. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? The answer is always yes. You know, hey, you got an idea. Can you do this? Can you do that? Absolutely, man. It's just a matter of how quickly can we onboard something that, like that? How much hardware is required to do it? How much, you know, programming, engineering development is required to do it? But, you know, to your point, Steve, I mean, you get to a point where, you know, could you imagine a world where a contractor literally, I mean, all he has to do is the guy show up on the site, the machine does everything you told it to do, recorded everything you wanted to do, plus <laughs> these new weather metrics. I mean, and again, it, it's just not in this, in this kind of Sue happy world we live in, it wouldn't keep you out of a, you know, a lawsuit, but imagine going to judge or to a lawyer and saying dude i got the underwear size of the guy that spread this thing. yep you know mic I mean? drop mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah it's <laughs> maybe awesome it's winter and maybe just your guy's clumsy who knows <laughs> you know but yeah. I, I do imagine that i dream about that world every every night it's because it's you know you're only as good as your weakest guy and guys make mistakes especially when they're tired being able to take some of the responsibility off of them that they have to remember 18 different things when they get to a site to just be able to push one button and the machine is taking care of everything it needs to do the right way. That's big after 20 hours, 30 hours, you know, for some of these guys, you know, guys are human. Yeah, it's, oh, yeah. They make mistakes. It's great. hundred percent. And, you know, kind of the under overarching theme of the day is just kind of look at things from that holistic perspective. Right. So, I, I joke with guys all the time, and Jeremy's heard me say this, it shows, you know, if you have a checkbox, I'm your check mark, right? If you're having trouble hiring quality people <laughs> or retaining quality people, automation eliminates that, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. if, if, you, if you want to know what, what your costs of materials are, we're give, we give you that. If you want to know what, how much time, how much, you know, how far you're driving, 
we give you that. If you want the, you know, again, the protections from an insurance perspective, we give you that. You, you said it earlier too, Steve, it's just like the marketability of this stuff. So imagine, you know, the three of us are bidding the newest, sexiest retail complex. You know, Steve and I got 30 truck fleets, Jeremy's got two, but he's got H-Track and he's got all of his data sets from similar sites he's treated. He knows how big that site is. He knows what his wet metric is. He knows what his cost of salt is. Mm -hmm. And then he can go to that ownership, you know, all things being equal, price being equal uh, amongst the three of us. He can go to that ownership group and say, dude, you're going to pay me because I can show you every time I was here. I can help you with your slip and falls and I'm greener. Come on, Mm -hmm. man. You know, he's got a level of service that he's offering being much smaller than yeah. you or I couldn't touch simply because he has H-Track, you know, or mm-hmm. uh, Hilton equipment. Yeah, so I agree. I mean, that To me, that's huge, you know. So, and, and then when you start to compound the efficiencies, so to speak, uh, of, of a Hilltip maybe versus some competitors' machines, you may find, guys, that you could replace one other spreader with a, the hill tip picking up the routes because your efficiencies are so much better. So what yep. does that mean? Well, maybe, you know, I don't have an extra truck payment. I don't have enough, uh, you know, another employee wage. I don't have all the other stuff that goes with putting that guy on the road. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's just, you know, in today's world, man, where we all complain about quality help and the yep. quality of, the, of yeah. the job that the help gives us, if you could take a lot of that out of the equation by using automated you know, yeah. systems like this. Why wouldn't you? you know just what, what I mean? it can do for your bidding, just being able to know and track everything. All our bids are estimations. Okay. We have this many lane miles of road that we have to salt. We're going to estimate the amount of salt we're going to need per event, but that's all dependent on who's driving the truck. How fast are they going? What's their rate at the, on the spreader? What are they putting out? Like those estimations can go out of, you know, they can go out of whack pretty quick. Being able oh, yeah. to tell exactly what grain is, you know, how many grains of salt I'm putting down per the speed, that's that's a no-brainer. It, yeah. It's going to make you more efficient in your bidding process too. You know, knowing exactly what your costs truly are for that for a certain property. It all comes down to education. Yes, hundred percent. Everybody. You know, and, and you know, kind of talking about what we were talking about a little bit earlier with you know changing the kind of perception, so to speak, and, and moving guys off what they're used to. You know, uh, the, the information that these machines give you is is yours. I mean, how you apply it is entirely up to you. But yeah. you could overlay a lot of the data that you're getting off of a hill tip and, and kind of correlate that to everybody else's machine. The problem you're going to run into, however, is that unless you're duplicating some of the, the procedures and processes that we have that make that doable, uh, and try to duplicate that with those other machines. Um, one, you're, you're going to put yourself, you know, kind of behind the eight ball. But let's say you could calibrate machines, for example. You're still not going to have the data to back it up. You know what I mean? It's going to be a little yep. more scientific for you, but you're still not going to have the data. And, and and really, at the end of the day, guys, I mean, you know, that's really the the, the nexus of what who we are as a company. We're, we're giving you the verifiables in your business. I mean, any machine can put salt to the ground. You know what I mean? But yeah. our mission is to document that and then to improve that for you so you can use less of it more effectively. And you're never going to know that unless you manage it. And the only way you manage it is with technology. So, Amen. Love know, it. That's who we are, baby. So, What else you got coming next year that you can tell us about? We want well, secrets. We want juicy stuff. Come on. Yeah. Juicy. Secret. Well, <laughs> Kind of like, it's funny, I was talking to Frank the other day and um, I reminded him and, and, and it was a busy day and I said, hey, dude, it's four years. And he's like, oh, yeah, I guess it is. So February 1st, man, was a, like the four year launch here of basically of Hilltip in North America. And awesome. dude, I couldn't be I couldn't be more proud to be a part of this organization. You know, if you look at where we came in February of 2020, battling COVID, battling containers. Oh, battling- God, yeah the objection you know you're 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 this european <laughs> brand nobody knows who you are da, 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 da. Too high, high. Yes. let's pick yeah. the worst possible time to launch but four years hence man we 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 have a facility uh in in indiana that this june we're moving into a ninety-five thousand square foot production facility we, we will wow. be doubling the size of our workforce there 
we're, we're looking at adding uh, some sales representation in the field full time for Hilltip in the areas that I can't don't have the time to get to any longer. You know, what I'm really most proud of is currently we have like 40 distributors in, uh, let's see, thir- or 21 states and four provinces. Wow. I mean, wow. That's, that's good for you it, guys. Yeah. And, you know, it's funny as I look at my uh, kind of the, the next season's, uh, you know, kind of depth chart, so to speak, it looks like we're going to be adding about 10 more, uh, not including the uh, the numbers of sub dealers in certain areas that, that the guys are adding. I mean, you know, when you start to overlay that metric, for example, versus some of your larger competitors, you know, that doesn't seem like a lot. But when you consider the product that we're selling, where we're selling it, how we're selling it um, in four years time to go from who the hell is Hilltip to at these shows now, guys coming up and saying, oh, I've heard of you guys. I just, you know, you're on my radar or, hey, give me another season type of thing. So mm-hmm. you know, we, we've kind of got the seat at the table that we were looking to get. So it's awesome. You know, Good okay. for you guys. Well, you should. Well, it's a great you're product. Gonna, you're getting all these sales. Around. I'm still calling you, Craig. I'm going to be grandfather in the call you all the time. I'm, I'm not going to be pawned off on anybody. Tyler, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, baby, you got the hotline. You know what I mean? <laughs> I got the hotline. It's <laughs> uh, great. Uh, but uh, well, that's really always, awesome congratulations on the success Good yeah, for you. I appreciate, it, appreciate it now if somebody could just figure out how to you know give me 48 hours in a working day versus 24 i'd be i'd be <laughs> in tall cotton bro you know what i mean so <sighs> yep it, uh, heavy is the head that. indeed indeed yeah so uh actually too coming up as i mentioned before we'll be at the national truck equipment association show um and, and that was really kind of where the, the the world got the first full on glance, if you will, uh, at the equipment. Uh, and then three days after that show, uh, COVID hit. But uh, we've been able to kind of weasel our way, if you will, into that hall and into a bigger booth this year. So uh, we'll, uh, we're hoping that we can get some folks down there in, in numbers because we're going to have a pretty good cross section of what we offer there. I mean, um, our um, high flow electric sprayer will be there, the thousand gallon. We're going to have, of course, the, the combi. We're going to have a, you know, a unit with a plow and a spreader on it, um, the stainless stuff. So, uh, and then our body division, which I really don't ever talk about much on the show. I mean, they're, they're going to have some featured products there as well. So nice. We Is that a big show? I'm not even familiar with that show. Oh, it's huge. 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 Why don't huge. we go to that? Why are we I, we, I want to go. I talked to Craig about this for a couple of years. I was like, I, I'd love to go to Indianapolis. Next year we're like, going. The snow jobs will be yeah. there next year. Yeah. I should go well, this year. There's no snow. So there you go. <laughs> should. Yeah. Well, you guys, you know, you both have been down to the, the equipment expo, the GIE. Yep. You know what I mean? So I always equate the NTEA as that same kind of show and size, but it has more to do. It's more in truck equipment. It's more kind of the, the, distributor centric, you know what I mean? Okay. Although yep. over the last 10, 15 years, you know, a lot of, a lot of customers come to that show. It's a great show. I mean, especially, you know, like for guys like you who are looking to, you know, whatever you're looking to buy spreader, a plow, if you're looking to buy a truck body, a truck, whatever. I mean, it's like going to the salad bar, baby. Everybody's there. <laughs> I mean, seriously, you can, you can compare this one to that one in real time, put your hands on the stuff. You know what I mean? And ask the questions you want to ask. So it's not, I mean, if you got the time, man, I'd say it's well worth, well worth that trip down. Nice. For sure. So that'd be fun. Very cool. So you said, you said you're coming out with the half ton plows too, like half ton, you're bringing them in. Yeah, I should talk yeah. to Frank and get me one. I got my little <laughs> half ton pickup. I want to, I like my little, I run a little boss half ton on it, but yeah, I'd, I'd like, I don't need a big pickup. I don't plow all day night long. I just touch stuff up. So yeah, you yeah. don't plow at all. You don't yeah, plow yeah. at all this year. <laughs> no, I don't plow at all this year. I had it on once. Yeah. Just well, needless to say, dude, we, we've got some pretty cool features about our, our equipment that um, that I think if you compare to that, you know, set brand you mentioned and others you're going to find is like, uh, man, that's, that's, that's pretty cool. Nice. So, I can't wait to see them. Yeah, they're pretty cool. Yeah, very, so very cool. If you've got a hill tip spreader and you're running a hill tip plow, well, guess what, boys? You can track that plow too. Oh, all Ooh. right. Wow, nice. Interesting. Very cool. Would you expect right. anything less? Come on, baby. <laughs> Dude, I, I don't uh, know. I mean, shit, you guys don't uh, 
you, you never fail to amaze. I mean, it, it's it's pretty crazy how much tech you have going into stuff, and it just shows. I mean, it shows me personally how far behind we are here versus over there. You know, like, how long are they using snow tires over there on all their machines? And now, like, what is it just become popular in the last what fifteen years, Jay? Twenty years? Yeah. They've been doing that for ages over there. Like everything's had snow tires in the Scandinavian countries for years. Tractors, loaders, everything they got has had snow tires. Well, when we're we're, we're so far behind. Half of your year is winter. I mean, you you really don't have No, I get it. It's they have good at it. Yes, they have legit stuff to deal with over there where we're basically a mild annoyance for two or three months. And (laughs) yeah. Yeah, for sure, for sure. But no, it's yeah, I mean, you kind of learn by doing, and that's why I kind of joke with a lot of people. I always make the, I always wear people out by telling them these things were designed and built 120 miles south of the Arctic Circle. Yes. Which means if tomorrow I came up with the most weird and unusual spreader design or sprayer design, we got six months of a test laboratory. <laughs> yeah, amen. I don't know anybody else that does, you know what I mean? So, no, uh, that's awesome. That's awesome. What else you got? You got anything else for us, Craig? Uh, well, as I say, man, we're just between uh, w- w- a lot of irons in the fire with getting this facility up and rolling, and uh, hopefully in June we'll be moving in there and, and onboarding people and then uh, setting the uh, production lines up to start tackling uh, the manufacture of all of this equipment over here. I mean, the goal is for us long term, of course, is to build the combination spreaders here and do you know high flow electrics, of course, and then as that line really kind of comes on uh, full capacity is to, to bring over the balance of the line, you know? So if anybody ever goes over to the, the Hilltip website um, in Europe, that's hilltip.com, you'll see everything that we do. I mean, we got misting cannons and pressure washers that we're improving. We've got, you know, the brooms and, you know, just like facility maintenance equipment that complement the snow stuff. We haven't officially kind of brought much of that here, you know, for obvious reasons. I mean, we were focused on the snow, obviously. Sure. We had to have a place to, you know, kind of warehouse and build the stuff. So we're taking those baby steps. But, you know, um, as I say, the, the the big component to that is going to be bringing this monster facility online uh, to get that rolling. So, When's that due to be online? Well, we're, we're, we're trying to, uh, with, with everything else going on, you know, it's uh, with trade shows and the like, we're planning on probably like a, a late June, early July move in, but we're going to try to transition uh, depending on how that goes, um, try to maintain some production at the current facility and set it up and start on the other one. And, you know, so we don't have too many service interruptions. But Are we uh, coming out for a tour of the new facility? Well, you boys are always welcome out here. Man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Great. We'll show you around the... Yeah, the finest that Fort Wayne has to offer, baby. Come on. <laughs> how much? How many shows have you been to in the last four years? You got to count on that. Oh God! Craig? Holy cow! Yeah, you, so, you guys are everywhere, dude. If Jordan yeah. says he Craig smokes him, and you oh, yeah. know how many shows Jordan goes to, like, oh my, I can't even imagine. Yeah, uh, like I said, Jordan is, you know, I think the world of that dude. I, I mean, he knows his stuff. Uh, he's a, uh, you know, he, he is he is an authority on on that liquid stuff. And I do. I bump into him at a lot of shows. And, you know, I mean, I'm kind of flattered by that he thinks that I, I do more than he does on, on the road. But, yeah, like last year, man, you know, where, where I think that came up was we, we were working the uh, New Hampshire Salt Conference show. And uh, I literally that afternoon jumped on a plane, flew to Seattle, worked a show the next day. And so like for the first time in my career, successfully worked on both coasts, you know, within 24 hours. Uh, and then, you know, did shows out in um, Eastern Washington and British Columbia and Idaho. I mean, so <laughs> it's just like, you know, nonstop. <laughs> so, you know, we, we basically do three major shows a year. You know what I mean? Um, NTEA is, is more for the, you know, getting the product out in front of our dealers the sure. gie as you guys do is the end users focus and then we got simon kind of wed between the two of them which uh so those are the three constants that we do all the time but to, to answer jeremy's question man with the symposiums of one day and two day little shows and stuff holy crap for with 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 hilltip i i'd probably say probably 75 or 80. wow so, yeah you know, you're a warrior you are a warrior craig yeah, yeah. Hey, man. You know, you, you gotta people gotta see it. 
You know, it's spreading that, the gospel of Hilltip. You got to take it to the masses. You know, that's a t-shirt right there, Jeremy. All day, awesome, baby. Oh, he says <laughs> that's that. it. Since I, since I met him, it's a, I know. I love it's, that it's catchphrase. That's great. It's, Just put that on the back of a t-shirt. All day, awesome, Yeah, I should have trademarked that, but I give it freely because it's a state of mind. <laughs> oh, Frank! Frank did a hell of a job hiring you. That was. I mean, you're a hustler, that's for sure. So. Well, I appreciate that, dude. How's do. Frank doing? Everything good over there? He's good. I mean, uh, yeah, he, Frank and I are like, um, you know, uh, he's like my little brother sometimes. You know what I mean? We're, we're that tight. We, we talk all of the time, every day. They're growing like a freaking weed in Europe. Um, I mean, it just, we've just been, as a group, as a company, just very, very fortunate. I mean, very blessed. Good for you guys. So, it, the, the, the May and Pa brothers uh, have been uh, an absolute joy to work for. I mean, and, you know, you guys know, I mean, this is a this is a, a time sensitive, high pressure cooker type of business. Mm-hmm. And you know, we everybody, you know, puts in the time and puts in the hours. And I've never seen a, a group of people over there work as hard, as joyfully as those guys do in their job. So. Uh, but no, he's doing great. If you guys come down to the uh, NTEA, uh, Frank and Tom will, will both be in town for this one. So is he coming for Sima in June? Good question. I, I you know, I, I don't know. I don't know about yeah. that, but I think he is coming back for um, GIE or uh, right. equipment. Extra. Yeah, GIE yeah. is a little bit easier. Sima, who's going to fly all the way across the world for a one day trade show? Simon, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. that's a shot. Right. You just got a little chilly in here, dude. <laughs> Who's gonna that's do fine. it? Who's gonna do it? Nobody's uh, gonna do it. <laughs> but uh, I mean, that's I'll awesome. Frank was yeah. great. I enjoyed meeting him at Equip. Always with a smile on his face. And uh, you guys had to be tired. That was, uh, I mean, we were exhausted just walking around. You guys having to talk to everybody. That had to be yeah. totally exhausting. <laughs> I love it though, man. You know, the biggest component, I think that the thing that I think I enjoy the most about what I do is just interfacing with people from an education perspective. You know, certainly we want to sell everything to everybody and don't get me wrong, but you know, I really firmly believe that, you know, in, when you, when you consider yourself in sales, right, as a sales position, it's about identifying real world problems that are important to you as a customer and then giving you viable long-term solutions to that, you know, mm-hmm. and, and part of that, as I was even kind of talking about, has been the you know the education process. The you know, hey, what really goes into what you do as a contractor? It isn't the price, basically, of the spreader. Forget about that. That's a one-time yep. hit. You know what I mean? That you can write off on your taxes and depreciate. You know, it's the tens of thousands of dollars of material you're running through those damn things. You know what I mean? Amen hours you're paying for somebody to spread and let that's your true cost so let's let's attack that you know what i mean so that, that's amen so but anyway all right but, uh, yeah anything else for us well you know other than uh you know just kind of uh doing what we do bro and and, and keep uh, trying to stay ahead of the game with uh all of the the uh the trends and the tech and everything that we, we have uh we're going to introduce actually here right before the, the day before the show we're going to have our first ever North American dealer meeting. And um, I'm nice. telling you, man, I went to the one last year in Finland. That was a two-day deal. Oh, my God. I thought I knew stuff about Hilltip, boys. Holy sh... You know what I mean? It was... It was... <laughs> it was a lot. I mean, there's yeah. there's a lot swimming in the pipeline. Let's put yeah, it swimming way. in the deep end? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, right. And, and, you know, there's a lot of products, obviously, that, that are, you know, centric to Europe that, you know, is understandable. And, and, and some of which, obviously, we haven't fully launched here yet. But when you look at the breadth of what we do and how we're doing it and what's in the pipeline, I mean, it's, I look at that, I'm thinking, holy cow, dude, once we're able to fully accommodate all of that stuff here, it's just going to be like a freaking juggernaut rolling over everybody. I'm telling you. That's awesome. Yeah. So Very cool. Hilton's Hilton's becoming a force to be reckoned with, that's for sure. Well, it's, you know, you you can't lead from behind, baby. You know Right? Yeah. Uh, so, uh, you know, well, we, we, go ahead, Frank. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, Frank. No, no, I, I just, you know, just to say, you know, this is 21st century, fellas. I mean, what, what the F? I mean, why hasn't anybody ever here done this? 
You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I would liken Hilltip's presence to, you know, the first smartphone uh, when everybody's using flip phones. You ain't going back to the flip phone. You know what I mean? Right. Nope. So, But to get people to make the jump is the tough part. Well, you're talking to a guy who's got a flip phone right there. So I do. <laughs> Boom! There's one. But I also have the other. I understand the value of both. <laughs> Yeah, one's a burger phone. <laughs> no, uh, definitely not. Oh man! Yeah. But uh, listen, we we seriously we we want to thank you and Frank for being such huge huge supporters of the show. Basically, since day one, you know, I know you guys had a relationship with Jeremy. Uh, you know, you guys jumped on board as a sponsor basically right from the beginning. We really appreciate the confidence and support. You guys didn't know what it was going to become for us, and uh, you know, you took the shot anyway. So we've been thrilled to you know help get the he'll tip name out there and help you get some traction and uh, you guys have done amazingly so we're, we couldn't be happier for you yeah and, and you know you guys uh from the time that you launched this man i'm 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 really really happy for you i mean you guys have done very well with this and you know in, in, in all honesty it's a lot of fun coming on and talking uh, turkey and, and having a few few laughs but i think what what you guys are doing is valuable uh because you know you you get the consensus of everybody around the country in this you know in this in this conversation. And I know some of your guests have talked about, you know, like uh, the bidding process and, and, you know, contractors Mm -hmm. and having these, you know, kind of standard operating procedures that everybody would like to, to work off of. I think that's, that's huge. I mean, Mm -hmm. trying. Yeah. So, but uh, we we were thinking about having like a manufacturer, like kind of battle Royale, have like 10 different, you know, brands on at once and you can all yell at each other and stuff. That would be awesome. That would be, we could sell tickets to that. <laughs> we could. <laughs> as long as it's just yelling at each other. <laughs> you can all point out what you don't like about everybody's products. It'd be a lot of fun for the, uh, for the end guys, you know, for us boots on the ground, snow guys, it'd be a lot of fun to yeah. watch. But, yeah, it'd be like watching the, a presidential debate, right? That's it, exactly. <laughs> basically, we need a good moderator. We need a good moderator, Jeremy. Yeah. You well, can do you it. Yeah, yeah, you know, you know, there you go. There's a new show format. You bring on two guys. You guys That's moderate. It. We have a debate. Whoever gets voted as the That's winner it. goes on to the next round, and you crown the <laughs> season's champion. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. So. I think. Are we good? Want to wrap it there? We're good, bro. Yes, sir. So, but uh, as I say, just come visit us, NTEA, March 6th through the 8th, booth 2537. 2537. Will do. So, definitely, if you're going, going, check out Craig. Make sure you say hi. You know, Frank, hopefully he'll have more chocolates than he had at Equip. I didn't get get the chocolates. A little disappointed. (laughs) Jeremy didn't even get his. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, stop by and see Hilltip and... uh, There you go. go. (laughs) Congratulate them on their success so far. But thank you to Craig for coming back on with us, giving us all an update. You know, we obviously wish him and Hilltip North America the best in the future. That is going to do it, Snow Jobs Nation. We are out. We will see you all again Monday for our regularly scheduled programming. All right, everybody, be safe. If you're getting snow, you know, uh, get that money while we still can. Got a couple more weeks and uh, keep pushing. 